0: Hey, in today's podcast, I am actually sharing with you guys uh, five tips that I've created uh, with a occupational therapist I've been working with on uh, sensory processing disorder issues. So basically, I'm going through five different ways that you can help overcome it. Um, all these are taken from a video from my YouTube channels, but I've edited it down to make it more podcast friendly. So if you do hear anything, video reference it because obviously it's obviously taken from a video. I hope you enjoy this. I find this very, very, very valuable um, and the information in here is awesome. So please. If you really like this, then uh, share this podcast to somebody that you think may help. Thank you. We'll be talking about sensory processing disorder and five personal tips I use to overcome those issues. I'll be showing you five effective ways to help overcome the issues. And also I'll be saying right at the end, a way that you can create this into like a daily work chat plan to help you in the week ahead. Hey, Ask Farms. so good to have you all here. It's super awesome to be back with another video. Okay, so let's talk about sensory processing disorder. And from this moment onwards, I'll just call it SPD because like that's, you know, everybody abbreviated to SPD. Okay, so SPD is where your brain is taking in the information from the stimuli or the data that it's receiving from the sensory input, but it's trying to collate and store that and then effectively uh, trigger that to a, a response in your brain, but it's not able to do that efficiently because it has, you know, there's something neurologically different about the way it's set up. And this is how an Sensory processing disorder can impact people's lives. This can be like an overstimulation to light, say. So maybe you get like really affected by lights. A lot of people with autism, you'll see them kind of like wearing sunglasses or like hiding their eyes or doing this between their eyes because they're trying to filter out that light because it's so harsh and aggressive because the sensory part of it isn't able to process that light as it is specifically for a neurotypical person. They're taking that as more of an extreme light. So they may be overly sensitive to different types of lighting and stuff and parents out there you may have noticed that your children are uh, more sensitive to certain types of lights and this is the reason why it could also be like a texture of your clothing so you know you could be over sensitive to certain clothing because of like the creases and stuff in it i know people with you know the socks and the seam lines of stuff that, that can really affect people impact them and this is something that is like very very common with a sensory processing disorder and also food textures you know a lot of people have issues with food textures um and this is one of the ways that we highlight ways of identifying Asperger syndrome in people, use sensory processing disorder as one of the main traits to highlight that. But as well as being like overly sensitive to sight, smell, touch and all that kind of stuff, a lot of people can be under sensitive. You know, if you touch them on the leg or you tap them on the shoulder, they may not find a response to respond to that because they may not even realize you've done that. Or if they're eating like really salty food or spicy food, they may not react to that because they're really under sensitive to it. So they have the reaction for it isn't really there. And one of the main things I'll talk about is that SPD, sensory processing disorder, comes comorbidly with autism spectrum conditions. Now this is like across the board. I'm almost certain that most people I know who have an autism spectrum condition, have a sensory processing disorder also. So it comes hand in hand and there's no separate diagnosis for a sensory processing disorder that's not on the DSMs at the moment, as far as I'm aware. So it is involved with mainly spectrum conditions, autism spectrum conditions to be precise. So lots of people with autism and Asperger syndrome have issues with SPD. So in this video, I'm going to give you five hacks and tips that you can use to help with those issues. So I personally suffer with SPD. I mean, up until recently, I have no help or no therapy. And this is the reason I'm doing this video now is because I've learned some stuff about that and I have issues with like sensitive touch. Like I did in in a video last week, I was talking about how when somebody touches me lightly, I get really jumpy and it like really irritates me and I'm really super jumpy about it. But if I get like firm touching, then that's okay. There's other things like light input uh, and sound input and getting really triggered by people's sound and things like that. And this causes all kinds of things, you know, if you're, if you're Completely um, motivated by stimuli that are external to the body, and you're overly sensitive, underly sensitive to, it, then you're not focusing on the the task that you've got ahead of you. You're not focusing on the day or what you're doing. It's very difficult to be like uh, consciously aware and focus on the things and the tasks at hand. This is very interesting, especially for people with Asperger's syndrome who may also have ADHD, and they're trying their best to focus, but you have all things like sensory stimuli, and that input is overwhelming and underwhelming, and it just gets crazy. But one of the most fascinating things that I kind of found through sensory processing disorder that causes me to have bad fine motor skills now, like putting keys in doors it could be holding a pen it could be holding things and knowing depth perception so holding a cup and going to put it in the cupboard I kind of miss the cupboard and I hit the cupboard and the, and the cup with my hand and I don't realise the depth now this is caused because something related to proprioception and we'll get into that in a few minutes when we go through this list of five hacks so with proprioception we have like receptors in our joints and in our muscles and stuff and our brains actively engaging with them to tell us where we are in space. So we know where we're positioned, how far away from an object we are and how far we need to reach to put something down on a table because that's, you know, that's how it works. But when you're having issues with sensory processing disorder, Those are are kind of like, they're forgotten about. Your brain stops engaging with those things and starts kind of engaging with the overstimulation from things like lights or sound or touch. And you become overwhelmed with those things and everything else falls by the wayside and it causes issues. Issues that you didn't even know were related to SPD. So I've been working with an occupational therapist to come up with some stuff and some hacks to to help overcome this. And I'm gonna share them with you right now. So we're gonna jump in right now. So number one is compression clothing. Now compression clothing is a tight under armour type of Garment that you can wear so sport enthusiasts and athletes have these they're like a really tight clothing that goes underneath your other clothing your other sports apparatus and it's it's a very tight fitting tight clothing um, that activates uh, the muscles because you, it, it's tensing feeling that engagement in the muscles which we were talking about earlier that then helps your body realize that you're alert and awake and what happens is when it's stimulating these receptors in your arms uh, or your legs if you have like the trouser version where it's actually holding the muscles tight to tell your body that your muscles are and you're awake, it helps your body focus, it helps your mind focus on where your body is and it helps you focus during the day. What i found with this is that if I put on a compression vest and wear that in the morning, the day starts off very, very well. I'm able to do things way more focused and um, way more alert and obviously it reduces the the issues that I'm having when I'm trying to reach for things or put things in a cupboard and I'm reaching the wrong way or I'm not reaching the cupboard or I'm hitting my hands on something It actually definitely does help with those now There are several different ones you can get compression vests that are weighted or weighted clothing from specialists like SEN specialists and autism specialists Those companies do have guidelines with them So if you're going to get anything weighted make sure you check the label and follow those um, recommendations to a tee because there have been some for fatalities and issues where people have been given weighted stuff to children and then not making sure that they check and regulate those products. So it's just to watch out for. Personally, I'd highly recommend looking at sports under armor uh, if you're gonna do this. At the moment, I've only got a sports long sleeve T-shirt under armor, but that's not really practical when you're wearing a short sleeve because it looks a bit odd. So I'm actually going to invest in a vest version of it. So it's just under here, but it still engages the muscles and helps activate that response that you need to make yourself really focused and really pull your brain's attention away from that overstimulation to then bring it into practical body use. Okay, so number two is chewable toys. Now, I did a video on uh, Chewy Gem, and they sent me a package in the mail for chewable toys. The link for this company is in the description below if you're interested in buying some of the stuff. And it's basically chewable stuff like bracelets or or necklaces or or, or small things that you can hold, like pencil cases and that. Yeah, You can actually chew on. And what this does for me is that... When I'm getting overstimulated by light or sound or textures and stuff, I kind of get really angry and this pent-up anger kind of comes out in in, in emotional outbursts and other kind of unusual outbursts that you don't really want because that's not professional when you're in a working environment. It's not great when you're in a personal environment. So having a chewable toy or a chewable item that you can just really squeeze down on and bite on helps you release that issue and then also stimulate your brain to realize that, you know, your mouth is engaging with this thing and again, proprioception kicks in and you have some relief from that. So I highly recommend checking out Chewable Jewelry for autism. Again, the link is in the description below so you can check that out. Okay, so number three is muscle work and this sounds a bit kind of weird and I'm not telling everyone you have to go out and be a bodybuilder, but when you um Having issues, so basically, if you're having SPD issues, right, the best thing to do is to wake those muscles up and get those muscles, the proprioception for the for the joints and the stimuli, going straight away in the morning. So what you want to do, and this is what I do, is I'll I use weights to just do a little bit of body weight. Like if you if you don't have any weights in the house or you don't go to a gym, then you could always do stuff at home like press ups and sit ups, as long as you're having tension against those muscles and you're actually using a a quite heavy weight, heavy lifting. It could be anything. Could be like moving heavy books, but as long as you engage your muscles in that heavy lifting, they'll start to respond and the brain receptors will respond to that. And you will have some succession in overcoming certain things. Again, this helps with focus and it helps with your awareness and your body awareness and spatial awareness of where you are in space, as in where you are in a room so that you know how much space you need before things kind of get you bump into things or how far away something is. Now, those things are very, very helpful. I found that doing things like wall push-ups or press-ups on the floor definitely help those muscles and it helps you engage a bit more and it really does wake you up a bit more. Oh, just to let you know guys, I actually have a podcast as well which is available called We Are Autism, a link will be for this in the description below. Along that, I actually have a secret podcast which is exclusively only available to Patreon members where I interview medical healthcare professionals about tips and tricks that they can offer to the autism community and you can do that by signing up to the Patreon down below. A link is in the description below. here on the screen that you can go to and check out Patreon. Okay. So number four, we're talking about exercising and muscle work to get those receptors going so you can feel more alert and more awake and it will decrease the issues from sensory overload. One of the main ways to do this is walking. Now, if you're not a fan of lifting weights or you're not a fan of, or you're not able to do wall push-ups or floor push-ups, then I highly recommend taking about 15 to 20 minutes to go for a walk, if you can and you're able to, go for a walk because what this does, it gets you outside, it gets your heart rate beating, it gets your lungs moving, and it gets your legs and your whole torso moving, which is really, really good because all of these will stimulate those receptors in the muscles through proprioception to then help you become more focused and it will reduce all of those issues and those sensory stimuli that are coming in from the sensory overload or underload. Now, hack number five is a really interesting one. I said at the start of the video that some people have issues with like textures, and I used to have this, well, I do have this issue where I have green smoothies, I love having smoothies, but sometimes in the morning, green smoothies and other smoothies, the texture can be quite overwhelming and want to make me gag. So to do this, a lot of people who have SPD will use a um electric toothbrush like a vibrating toothbrush to stimulate the gums around your mouth and to really massage just like a small light massage on your mouth and use this electric toothbrush and what this does is it wakes your mouth up it helps that proprioception receptor kick in so when you then take in food that overstimulation or understimulation to the texture or the taste isn't as effective as it would have been if you didn't you know, do the massage or use the toothbrush. This is a super, super good hack. And I highly recommend checking that out. Okay. So now, you know, all of these things, this is my advice. I would make a sensory diet plan, which is basically a a week's plan that you say, you do three things every single day, like one in the morning, one at lunchtime, one in the evening, it stimulate this proprioception and help you become less affected by the SPD over or under stimulation. Now, this can be a thing in the morning where you say, oh, I'm going to have a shower and sing in the morning, because this would kind of like do some stimulation. I mean, the water hitting your skin will stimulate you. Then at lunchtime, you, you'll go for a walk around the block or anywhere, you know, just to get that, that motivation in. And then in the evening, you could do some you know, press ups or some gym work, or you could do like yoga or, or anything that you feel helps uh, stimulate you to help you focus. So by doing these things, you're kind of topping yourself up during the day, because typically after you do some works for proprioception, that will last about two hours in your system. So. It's just to keeping that topped up until you go to bed. I am going to, I'm in the middle of doing it right now. I found it highly effective when I did do it. So I'm going to do a full week of it and maybe I'll do another video on SPD.